Hey everybody, Mark here. Thanks so much for tuning in. And this week we sit down with Cheryl Fletcher to talk about our prayer series, Teach Us How to Pray. She kicked it off this past weekend. And this is one of those episodes where I probably could have sat and talked for another hour and a half. And if you have questions about prayer, I would really consider, or I'd really invite you to send those in to us at 650-600-0402. It could be anything from what prayer is, to why do prayers not get answered, to tell us about different kinds of prayer, literally anything to do with prayer. I think this is, I want this topic of prayer to be a conversation for all of our community to start asking as we're sitting down with Cheryl and Phil uh, for the rest of the series. So uh, please, I encourage you to participate there. And if you want to go a step further and consider coming to our spiritual formation retreat, which is centered around listening prayer, wow, what a great opportunity that is to just be up in the redwoods of Mount Hermon and focus on your relationship with God. So again, thank you um, for all of you that contribute to helping make this podcast happen, whether that is volunteering with us or by giving, it cannot happen by any means without you. And so now let's go ahead and jump into the podcast. Well, welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, everybody. My name is Mark. My name is Jessica. And we have Cheryl with us Cheryl. today. Cheryl, Woo. what's your title today? We got to yes. yes. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I, I am the pastor of spiritual formation. That's a great it's landed. Title. I think it's landed That's for great. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I am the central leader. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on the executive leadership team right now. You know, anything can change, but uh, <laughs> but um, I'm on the leadership team and I'm the central leader over uh, spiritual formation, which includes the lanes of connections. Yeah. So our campus connections directors are a dotted line to me and our team. Mm -hmm. uh, and the adult discipleship directors at each campus would be a part of that. And then we have a central team, spiritual formation team, which we just Whoa. are welcoming today, our missional outreach director, really? Tim Wong. Tim Wong. Yeah, you need okay. to bring him on. I would love Tim to. Wong yeah. for the Bay. Yeah, he's for the Bay and beyond. And beyond. Nice. And uh, so he's starting, and if you are excited about that, podcast listeners, give Tim 60 days to get landed before, <laughs> before you, we uh, start asking. well, before you bring all your uh, legitimate, probably, concerns and fears and wonders about missions and yeah. outreach and all those things, sure. uh, this is Tim's first day here at Menlo, yes. and we Welcome need to give him Tim. 60 to 90 days to get adjusted, yeah. meet our staff, learn our culture, begin to even begin those pro those conversations of listening and learning. Yeah. So I know many of our listeners want to jump on to Tim's calendar, and I'm just asking you to uh, yeah. wait a little bit. <laughs> and if you have an angry rat rant about missions, send that to me before you send it to Tim for a little bit of, of time. <laughs> and um, then after that, you can send it to And for those of you who have already sent me your angry rants, I love yeah. you, and you're awesome. <laughs> and I love your passion for missions because I share it. I, yep. I, I'm yep. passionate about missions and outreach. Uh, so we're excited to bring on Tim. He's our missional outreach director. Megan Cole, who's yeah. been on the podcast mm -hmm. a few times, is our uh, belongings director. Mm -hmm. And so she really, uh, and she's also fairly new to the role. So she's getting her, um, you know, stepping into that, which 
more of directional leadership to our connections team and then right. ultimately to our adult discipleship team. And then Vicki Kirkland is the rock star. And if Vicki leaves, I leave. So be nice to Vicki. <laughs> wow. No, I yeah. seriously do not. She's our, our uh, engagement coordinator. So she handles really all things details and spreadsheets and PCO planning mm-hmm. center stuff. And she keeps my life together and without <laughs> Vicky, I, I really, truly, I, I, she is, she's the one who holds us together, and she coordinates a lot of things. So sometimes she's on the front end of like retreat registration and sure. those kind of things. And if you're not nice to Vicky, I won't be nice to you. That's all I have to say. Ooh, right. I mean, truly, like, don't mess she, with Vicky. She sounds like the Jess of your team. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah, every team has mm-hmm. that person, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, don't mess with her because I I wouldn't exist without her. Our team wouldn't exist without her. So. Well, you have yeah. a big, I mean, from that title alone, spiritual formation is a huge part of, I yeah. mean, everything that we're trying to do here. Right. So yeah. it makes sense that you'll have some great people around you. And we're so happy to have yeah. on um, new staff and yep. to hear that your staff is growing. So that's got to be exciting. Uh, it's so exciting. Yeah. I realize I really haven't had a team. I've just been flopping from team to team mm-hmm. since I've been here. And that is not how I roll. Mm-hmm. I've always thrived on being on a team mm-hmm. and I'm on a team now, you know, I'm on, on, on the leadership team. Sure. Uh, and then I've thrived getting to lead teams. Yeah. And so I'm excited that that finally feels somewhat Yay. normal. Yay. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's got to feel refreshing. And mm-hmm. I'm, I have to lead with this question. Mm-hmm. You have a little vacation thing coming up that also feels re- refreshing, and I'm so jealous about it. So Ooh. you could probably guess what it has to deal with. Fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark is my go-to. I actually borrowed a fly rod from you yeah. one time. Do you need we, another one for this trip? No, I'm, okay. I'm flying, and it's not yeah. worth it to, to do that. <laughs> but my carry-on is yeah. a fishing bowl. Well, I'm, taking, I'm taking my fly stuff, <laughs> and I just feel like I probably shouldn't add to it. And I think I have a five-weight. Yeah. So it's going to be it's streams perfect. in Colorado, whereas totally. I borrowed yeah. from you because I was on the Russian River mm-hmm. and we needed it. I needed a different weight, but yeah. and I'm learning that kind of stuff. So Good. you're my expert. Mark's my expert. Uh, so yeah, I'm headed to Colorado. I was on Young Life staff uh, right out of college for ten years, and they have a backpacking camp in Southwest Colorado called Wilderness Ranch that's mm-hmm. celebrating its 50 year anniversary. And I was real involved with that and love that place and that camp. And um, so I'm going to the reunion. So I'm going to see a lot of people there. And Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to get to maybe throw a little fly into the water in that part of Colorado. And then uh, my niece and I, uh, she's a grown up. um, She works in Denver. So after the reunion, then I'm going to head up. And she and I are going to head to Minturn, Colorado, just a little south or I don't know, it's close to Vail hmm. and do a four day um, fishing trip there. And we have a day of, I got to have guides because right now, mm-hmm. if I don't have Mark and Mark still has not guided me here in, in California, which I need <laughs> him yet. to do. Not yet. <laughs> It'll happen. But uh, I don't do it enough and I'm not good enough to not need at least a guide at the beginning. Like then maybe the you know, next day or whatever, you can go out and do it on your own because they taught you what to do. Mm. But so we're doing a wade trip 
the first day and then a float trip the next so day. And I've never done a, f- a fly fishing yeah. float trip. So awesome. super. That's you just sit in a raft and I you can love choose. floating on the river. Yes. Yes. How yes. often or much fish, you want to yeah. fish or you yeah. can just hang out and like have yeah. some beverages and they yeah. usually pull off at some point and you'll yeah. have some lunch together. So fun. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. It's really relaxing. Yeah. So yeah. I am very, very ready. I think everybody who works with me or has to do life anywhere close to me mm-hmm. is excited that I'm going on a vacation. Because <laughs> yeah. I need, <laughs> I need, I, I've been. Because you're going to be gone or because they know you need it or both? Well, I've, I've been, you know, I've, ha- I've been leaking in some meetings, oh, you know, sure. where you're yeah. just tired and you're. Yeah. Uh, not at your best Definitely. and we all need we need rest and we mm-hmm. need vacations and we need those things and mm-hmm. so I'm ready for that yeah. amen yeah so that ties mm-hmm. in my mind that's like goes hand in hand mm-hmm. with prayer which yeah. is we kicked off our series this mm-hmm. weekend which was so fun I love mm-hmm. the bumper video too by the yeah. way yeah that was yeah. a really fun thing Wait, that yeah. voice sounds really familiar that's it scared me because I forgot that I did that <laughs> And when I was hosting online and heard my voice, I was like, "Am I unmuted somehow? <laughs> oh. Like, is it like what has happened?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, Jubilee needed me to do that for him." That's fun. Um, yeah. But that aside, I mean, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Like prayer life is mm-hmm. just how we connect with God or conversations yeah. yep. with God. And for me, a big part of why I love being outside so much mm-hmm. is I feel like it's just easier for me to do it in that space. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Agreed. I'm very excited for you because it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're similar to me where you need that connection. And sometimes when we're in our day-to-day life, yep. as you kind of talked about, it's it's a little bit hard to focus or yeah. when we do focus on praying, it's, it often comes out in an interesting way. Yes. Uh, you know, my place here at Menlo Park, uh, when I lived in Pasadena, it was on my front porch in Pasadena, which was a kind of a busy, somewhat busy street near a freeway. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still, my front porch was that space. Here, it's my backyard in Menlo Park, Mm -hmm. and I have a redwood tree. You have a beautiful backyard. And so Mm -hmm. I try to pretend, because I do find when I'm camping or at a cabin or that kind of thing, my time with the Lord is just so sweet, and I'm looking forward to that in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And um, But (laughs) this is kind of a funny, I've always wondered what my neighbors think of, because occasionally when it's not this time of year, but when it's really, really cool in the morning, I'll, I'll, have, I'll make a campfire in my oh, backyard. And oh, I have a little solo no stove. Yeah. And so I'll make a campfire. <laughs> I'll have my coffee and my, oh my Bible gosh. and my journal wow. and my redwood tree. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, my solo stove. Yeah. So, yes, I'm really looking forward to what beautiful. my connection to the oh, Lord yeah. when it comes to being in those actual spaces. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Of yeah. course. And pr- you're a very, I would consider you a very prayerful person. Well, and so I think you're a great first in like of this series, you're a great person to open this up and really just to hear the human side mm-hmm. of prayer. So mm-hmm. why don't you run us through your message a little bit yeah. and then just why did you start the way you started? Yeah. Well, I started the way I started because Phil assigned me the, that passage. <laughs> uh, well, that happens. And, yes. and, and I will say that is the way I love to preach. Like sure. I would r- way rather have somebody give me a passage to preach mm-hmm. yeah. and then I can exegete it and be true mm-hmm. to the passage as opposed to a topic to mm-hmm. preach. You give me a topic, I'm going to have to spend three weeks just figuring out what passage right. that actually speaks to that topic. Because yeah. yeah. the temptation is to get a topic and then just, you know, pick one verse and slap it on there. And then you start exegeting it and you're like, 
oh, this really doesn't have anything to do with that. Mm. But we use that verse in this topic all the time. Anyway, so uh, I, that's how it started. Um, we're doing this series, and Phil graciously invited me into it. He's outlined the four weeks. Yep. And Teach Us to Pray, which is the the – you know, in Luke, we're using the Matthew passage because it contained the part I t- I'm used, and I think mm-hmm. it's important. Mm-hmm. In the Luke passage, where the disciples actually say, "Hey, would you teach you us teach to us? pray?" Then Jesus goes directly, pretty directly, right into the what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. the Jesus Prayer. People call it all kinds of different things, but traditionally, the Lord's Prayer, and so. Phil will break down that Lord's Prayer, and and I, I'm sure he'll talk about it as a template for prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Not a formula, which we right. talked mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so he assigned me those verses, and I've gotten to, you know, hang out in there for since he assigned it, so that was fun, so... Yeah. yeah, I think he's he referred to it in his teaser as the skeleton in which the rest to hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which would be like, that's good. A, a, yeah, skeleton or or a template. Like if you get a you know yeah. a template for a, a, work, a, a little bit workflow or whatever. Less dark of an analogy. But <laughs> okay. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, skeleton. skeleton. Yeah. yeah, in yeah. your closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it you kind of started out by just talking about how we are all giving we are all given purpose mm-hmm. as humans, mm-hmm. and then so how does that automatically? What does purpose have to do with prayer? Oh wow! Thank you for asking because. I actually had to cut. I'm, I figured you would have, knowing I, I really, standard Cheryl, you know, seven legal papers, yeah. legal pads Four on Four sermons thing. just yep. to get to this one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I started, the original sermon began with a whole download on purpose because the, mm. I, what I wanted to do was connect our our prayer to our everyday life because sometimes I feel like prayer gets put in the religious drawer or the religious bucket and then I I open that drawer once a day for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or however you know what however you think about sure. that and what I wanted was to somehow connect it to no this is, not just connected to your religious duty, it's it's a part of the delight that we have in belonging to God, mm. and it is so connected to your purpose. So I took two pages of intro, mm-hmm. which was also would have just been obnoxious. Um, <laughs> I preached one time and someone told me, I guess they were looking, like someone in the congregation must have been watching. They were like, I mean, it took six minutes for you to get to your Wow. <laughs> you know, whatever. Which, You're like, thank you for paying attention, yes, first of all. <laughs> I was so thankful. Um, but our purpose, and what I would have talked about if I had time, mm-hmm. was everyone's been given, everyone on the planet has a God-given purpose, whether they believe in God or not, mm-hmm. and that is to bear the image of God. It's a, it's identity and purpose conjoined, if you will. Mm-hmm. Your identity is you are a a image bearer and then your purpose is to reflect that image and to fill the earth genesis chapter one right so we all have this for sure shared purpose every human on the planet then we have what what i would say would be a unique purpose Mm -hmm. and that comes from your talents giftings 
uh, sufferings, wounds, family of origin, all those kind of, I mean, all the things in the pot come together to help us identify our, our kind of unique purpose, yeah. right? And then that is the, that those two come together. How do I reflect God's image in, the, in that unique Im- purpose, mm-hmm. whether it's to business or art or teaching or medicine or whatever? How, how do those come together? And then that's where you name your places. You know, this is where I go each day. So I want to pray over those places. And, and I, you, we've talked about this, I think, but, you know, I believe in actually prayer walking those places, like, or going into your office early or your school early or your, um, you know, when, like, go into, like, for a preacher, go in and pray over the seats in that sanctuary right go mm-hmm. pray over that space you you have a space that you go to you have a place that you go to and then you have people in those places that you impact and so those are people that's you know and so that's where your prayer life is suddenly becoming alive to um it's not just a list it's a oh god you know this is how you know god i want to talk to you about how i live out my purpose I want to talk to you about the places that you have put me. I want to talk to you about the people that you have cro- caused to cross yeah. my paths right. on a random basis and those that I see every day mm-hmm. or on a regular basis. I love that. That's so good because I think I'm a task-oriented person. Mm-hmm. And so it's just easy to like do it because you know it's something you should do. Yeah. You check it, you go to church on Sunday, yep. check, you pray, check, read the Bible maybe, check. And so to actually have it integrated, not even just the language of in your life, but in your purpose. Yeah. yeah. Like that just like changed perspective for me. You know, yeah. I I that's one thing I think I've shared on this podcast too is I struggle with like um what's the word? Like prayer like sitting down and praying mm-hmm. like i'll pray randomly throughout the day sure. which is not bad yeah but i do think there is something to and you talked about this in your sermon yeah. of just finding your place and your time to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. and that's one thing that i'm not good at but just to have it more framed that way and is just like oh yeah that makes a lot more sense i can do that that's great I well love that. <laughs> and maybe i should have mentioned i think a legitimate place for some people and i talked to uh, a congregant about this afterwards uh is could be a walk totally but it's that you're kind of walking that na- your neighborhood or whatever but your intent Intention, you're yeah. not listening totally. to music you're not listening to a podcast your intent is i am i am right. walking mm-hmm. and and being attentive to god mm-hmm. so the good thing now in culture is you can put your ear pods in cuz i it helps me often to pray out loud if i'm in a mm-hmm. private space mm-hmm. Put your ear pods on and they just think you're talking to somebody from work or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. People are walking all the time talking. Yes. I remember when that first came out, you know, you'd be at a Starbucks and you'd think, oh my gosh, that person is, is, that, is that, crazy, they just right? Talk to yeah. me? Yeah. Like I'd answer them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that happened to me. I was working at a restaurant <laughs> yeah. and I did takeout and a guy yeah. started talking. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And he was like, pointed at his big old Bluetooth thing, like when it first came out. Oh, I was like, I love those. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, but. <laughs> But yeah, so the purpose, and that's where when I started the sermon, Mark, you were, to your what you first asked, uh, I did kind of try to go through, like, 
things that might be a person's purpose, mm -hmm. but how your prayer life would impact that, right? right. So I'm a pastor, mm -hmm. so my purpose is to build a church deep and wide. Mm -hmm. But here's my temptation, right? If I only want to build it deep and wide, mm -hmm. or probably just really, let's be honest, wide, lots of numbers, mm -hmm. big program, sure. I feel good about myself, then I don't actually need to pray. And the same point I made, some many people in our con their purpose is to be a parent, and the temptation is, well, I just want to, I just want good kids who are mm -hmm. moral and go to the right college and do the right things. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, there are lots of really good moral kids out there that aren't Christians yeah. that go to good colleges that do you know. But if you want your kid to be captivated by the power and the presence of God, mm -hmm. then you will want to pray, not mm -hmm. even you need to. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I was hoping to move people to, that subtle language. I don't know if they you know, noticed, but I didn't, I started, I moved it to then you want to pray. Because oh, that's where, not you yeah. need to pray. Mm -hmm. I could have said, mm -hmm. if you want your kids to be captivated right. by the love of Christ, you need to pray, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, if that's your passion as a parent, then you're going to, want to pray if you're a doctor and you want the people that you're you know your patients to be healed then it's not i have to pray i'm a doctor it's i want to pray i want to pray for the intervention of god's power of healing upon this person and his will not mine mm -hmm. but i'm gonna ask yeah. you know that's such a good differentiation mm -hmm. because i think that when you it's the you will need you need to pray that's mm -hmm. where it goes back to like what i was saying with the mm -hmm. list yes but it's like no you should want to pray for these yeah. people that you're encountering in your life yeah mm -hmm. yeah great. interesting and that's i think you use the language of like a good thing becoming an ultimate thing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i thought that was a great way to frame that because all like wanting your kids to be to grow up and be good people that is a that's a great thing, yeah, of course. Absolutely. But do you, would you rather that or them live into their ultimate purpose in which God is calling them to? Mm -hmm. yep. Then that's a different thing altogether. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciated that differentiation. Yeah, well, that's a Tim Keller. If anyone who's gone down the wormhole of, you know, if you've listened to more than 25 Tim Keller sermons like mm -hmm. I have, he talks a lot about that, The you know, a good things that that's what trips us up in our faith. It's not, nobody has to go, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go down the the you know drug addiction, debauchery, immorality, you know, that that's right that's right in your face. Those aren't those are easy to identify, I guess. Yeah. It's not that they might not be hard to resist and you know, depending on your story and all those kind of things. But what happens in the religious world is um, we we subtly don't need God because I've just decided I will avoid, you know, I will avoid these things or I will do this thing, but I will take what is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I make it an ultimate thing. And I didn't recognize that suddenly I turned that good thing into an idol, right? Mm -hmm. I turned mm -hmm. serving uh, people or serving the church or whatever because, and this comes back to what I talked about my sermon on and what I think Jesus was really speaking to was motives, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What's what's going on in you? Mm -hmm. Now you can get mm -hmm. crazy making trying to like I can't do it until I have a perfect motive. That I don't think is true. Do it with your bad mo motive mm -hmm. and ask God to transform totally. your motive. Right. Mm 
Hmm. I've yeah. watched a lot of people be paralyzed by, well, I, you know, I would serve in the kids' ministry, but my motive is really not very pure. I'm only doing it because my kids are in it and I feel obligated. Well, that's great. Let's start there. Yeah. You start with your guilty obligation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and watch God transform yeah. it. And, yeah. And and allow God to transform it, right? Yeah. So, anyway. I also loved that it's you're talking about like a, a transformational view on what prayer is, mm. meaning it's not a form, formulaic, if I say these, me- these certain words in a certain order, then mm. something will happen. Mm-hmm. But more so it's leading towards relationship or mm-hmm. it's leading towards a different perspective of mm-hmm. inviting God into something actively with me. Right. And so how can we rethink the prayers that we say? Because mm. a lot of times, at least in my own life, it is kind of formu- formulaic where uh-huh. I find myself repeating things. Our Father who art or, in heaven. Yeah, Hallowed exactly. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Okay. I, I, I actually think written prayers can be really helpful when I'm feeling mm-hmm. lost and not mm-hmm. sure how to pray. Mm. I think that's the book of Psalms is a gift to us in that. Those are prayers mm, that the church yeah. repeats. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about it, but mm-hmm. if that's something on your heart where you're like, you know, I do find myself kind of getting in some ruts and and all those things, um, I would just ask Jesus, how do you see my rut? Hmm. Because he may say, I'm okay with it. Hmm. Yeah. And let him pour that grace out on you. Yeah. Or he may say, yep. uh, he may, like Jesus often does, and we see it in the scripture, mm-hmm. he might throw a question back at you. Yeah. Why do you think you're in a rut? That's good. You know? Yeah. I think that, that yeah. speaks to prayer being a conversation mm-hmm. and not a formula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. I know I deal with that too of like, you know, if I mm-hmm. feel like it's been a long time since I've had this good connection mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. intentional connection. Yep. And... I often just am like allow just like don't be so mad at yourself and I just totally feel God saying that of mm-hmm. like hey you know what I've been here yeah I'm still here I'm listening yep. and it's just like cool sorry thanks <laughs> love you bye <laughs> you know it's just this like yeah. it's just so powerful yeah. when you actually like I think the conversation piece too of like it's so easy for us just to spit out all of the things we want but when we actually allow God to speak back into it sometimes it's just this overwhelming sense of grace and mm-hmm. it's okay i'm here yeah i think so much of our so many of our relationships can become transactional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's that's the temptation with prayer is to view it as a transaction mm-hmm. right. i'm going to be friends with this person because of what they can offer to me sure uh i'm going to uh i'm going to set up I mean, we can do this with people we love. It's mm-hmm. not just in the business world or whatever. We can say, I'm going to do date nights with my spouse uh, as a transaction, right? If I do the date nights, then then my spouse owes me whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we can do that with our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I do, th- I'm doing these things to get my kid or my friend or whatever. And I don't think we consciously think that Mm -hmm. i don't think we we're even probably conscious typically of the transaction of what i'm doing this to produce this right and i (laughs) i was with uh i can't name the country they were from i was with some 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 folks who are from a a very very closed country Mm -hmm. 
came just last week. They were in, here in the States, and uh, we got coffee here in Menlo Park. And they, I, I met them in that country in 2019. And they were, these are all people who've come to faith out of, um, they were Muslim, and to come to faith in Jesus would cre- create mm-hmm. persecution. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much every one of them has been hauled in by the police at certain mm-hmm. times or wow. this or that. So we were talking about prayer. And the power of prayer, and the what they're seeing God do, and they're you know these are people they wow. they they want God's presence and power to show up in their country and in their city, and so they gather and they pray and they pray and they pray. And one of them, I wish I brought that I wrote notes because they were just everything they were saying. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the guys said, he said, you know, in the Quran or for a Muslim prayer can just become repeated mm-hmm. if I say it this many times again it's very transactional mm-hmm. and so one of the things as they're discipling uh, people into a life with Jesus or who have just stepped into a life with Jesus he said I always tell them that different than maybe the prayer that they had experienced the prayer with Jesus is a prayer in to the the heart of God. Hmm. It's into it's an invitation into the Father's heart. Hmm. And so how do we how do we somehow shift our mind from a transactional relationship mm-hmm. to a relationship that is fully embracing the heart of the other person? It's a it's a relationship that is focused on knowing more than getting. Hmm. So, and I, I think that's what you're trying to illustrate when you use language like prayers more than what we're praying about, but more so who we're praying to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I love that. And then you ended with an acronym. Acronym? Yeah. Uh, or was P-R-A-Y? I included it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pr- yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is my version of that acronym. Okay. I'll just say that because you can you can Google it. Other people use it in different ways. Uh, my way is what I said was P is praise. Most people that's praise. Just just getting. I think it helps as I'm centering into prayer to begin with affirmations of God, like thank you God for mm-hmm. God. I praise you for mm-hmm. kind of moving it off of me and to Him. And then R uh, for me is relate to remember that this is. A conversation. It's relating to God. It's being in conversation with Him. It's meeting with Him. It involves listening. It involves asking questions. All those things. Then, of course, a ask. I do think, mm-hmm. and we'll see this in the Lord's Prayer. These mm-hmm. there, there are things to ask for. Jesus says this. You know, ask and you will receive. All that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Ask, there is a component, but I did, when I shared it in the sermon, I wanted to make sure that people understood, not just asking for, but asking questions. Ask him, like Mm. that with, God, how do you see this rut that I'm in? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then pause, let him speak to you about that as best yeah. you know you know and you could be wrong mm-hmm. uh you could hear him wrong we we are all messed up and we can mm-hmm. tend to want to hear what we want to hear all that be aware of that be aware mm-hmm. of your that thing and then why is yield uh yield it's like jesus in the garden of gethsemane 
hey, Father, I would really like this cup to pass. I do not want to do mm-hmm. this, but your will, not mine. That's our yielding. Yeah, That's the, that's the posture of prayer. The that's one that uh, Matt Stefan taught me actually mm. was taco prayer. Oh, okay. So it's T is Thanksgiving, yeah. A, mm-hmm. adoration, C, confession, mm-hmm. O is others, and S is self. There you go. Yeah, and I've also heard acts, A-C-T-S is yep. another one. Yeah. Very similar. And then yeah. we changed, I've changed it one with some friends to cats at one point. Oh, so yeah. that you're starting yeah. with confession. No. It's kind of, <laughs> anyway, it, it, uh, all the things, yeah. just things to help you to, yeah, yeah. to yeah. kind of give you that, again, a template, yep. uh, a way of thinking about if that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we put out on Instagram, socials, that kind of thing, just a blanket. What questions do you have mm. around prayer? And so we have some that have came in. Awesome. Some we've already talked about a little bit. Okay. And I'd love for you to just to kind of either drill in or just remind remind of what you've already said. Okay. Um, first one that came in, we kind of talked about this earlier, is I, I, I understand prayer, but if Jesus already knows that we're going to pray, why do we need to pray? Something yeah. in like <laughs> yeah. along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well in the in the... In that passage that we were in, is that, in is that Matthew? Or? Matthew, mm-hmm. he says five or six. One of, yeah, he mm-hmm. says in six at the end of the section that mm-hmm. I preached. He says, uh, Jesus says, "Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask." Him. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that goes along with the transactional thing. If my hmm. prayer life is only transactional to get something, then maybe I don't need to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if my prayer life is relational, not transactional, mm-hmm. if it's an invitation into the heart of God, if it's the fatherhood of God, it's it's meeting with him, then his knowledge doesn't take away the conversation. Yeah. So a little example of that is you and Missy, your wife, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes she shares with you things you already know. Mm-hmm. Do you just shut her down and go, I know that? Maybe you do sometimes. <laughs> On a bad day, you might. Yeah, when I met my husband, Lois, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. you might. Like, I already know that. Yeah. I already know that. Yeah. Now, I think in your better days, mm-hmm. you, even though you know, you invite her to tell you more. Yeah. You ask questions about it. Sure. And I think that's what happens in prayer is that, he knows, mm-hmm. and he knows, he knows, and he knows your answers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he wants to be in conversation. You do that, you, because here's the deal. If it was just transactional, even even here, you're not all-knowing, like God is all-knowing. He God mm-hmm. can't turn off his all-knowingness, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we could go down a theological wormhole <laughs> on sure. how what does God know, and how much does he know, and I'm Whoa. pretty much in the yep. full sovereignty of God camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that my open theism friends would say, I still believe in the full sovereignty of God. I just believe he doesn't know these things. But mm-hmm. open theism friends, we can chat more. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but but again, if it's just back to your marriage, yeah. you could just when you know, you could say to Missy, Hey, everything you need me to do and want me to do or want me to know, why don't you just put why don't you just send me an email tomorrow and list it? <laughs> What's well, a form of communication? You but... can see that going over really well. <laughs> yeah, I, I can too. <laughs> but I think some okay. things that are hel- helpful to me yeah. on, on that question, yep. I don't, I don't have a definitive answer on that. Mm-hmm. What, what is it that God, right. uh, He already knows? But I think of John chapter fifteen, 
where Jesus says some things that also create some confusion, but mm. in the context. So John chapter 15, mm-hmm. this is in the context of the passage where he's talking about the vine and the branch, mm-hmm. right? And he says, he's trying to tell them, you know, you cannot do anything apart from me. Well, you right. can do a lot of things apart from him, right? But what he's pointing out again is that now your, your God-given everyone in the world has it a purpose, Mm-hmm. To bear his image, to reflect him, is really hard to do apart from him. Mm-hmm. So, you need to be connected to him. The, 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 the kingdom, kingdom people are defined by their connection to Jesus. And so, he lays that out, and then in verse 7, he says, If you remain in me, or uh, another version would say abide in me, mm-hmm. the language of remain, and that remain is good. It is this sticking to, staying with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Mm-hmm. So you could take that verse and make it a formula or a demand mm-hmm. or you're trying to figure out, um, he said, or you're just disappointed and frustrated because he said, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. So either there's something wrong with God or there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not remaining well enough. I'm not abiding well enough, whatever. But it's interesting that he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you or and not you remain in my words, Again, there's this relationship kind of here. Relationship, words are relationship. Mm -hmm. And this is what's so crazy about our God is that he has spoken to us in words. The written word, Mm -hmm. in his sovereignty, he designed that we would get a written word, didn't have to do that. The word that comes through his spirit, that the written word being uh, produced by the inspiration of the Spirit, all those things. So here he's, he's got this connectedness, and I, I might suggest that as we're connected to him, as his words invade our life, my prayers are transformed into what I wish becomes what he wishes. I mean, it's Jesus' prayer in the garden, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jesus tells him, I want to not drink this cup. But it doesn't stop at, I don't want to drink this cup, and now, like here, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, in this formula, if we make it a formula, Jesus says, I don't want to drink the cup. God says, okay. (laughs) But Jesus says, I don't want to drink the cup. But he's so connected to the Father, he wouldn't want anything that's not the will of the Father. So, he is clear about, hey, here's, here's the honest truth. I'm not, you know, you already know my thoughts. You already know what's on, what, what I feel. Mm-hmm. But you also know that in the deepest part of me, I only want your will. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the Father says no. Yep. And then further down in this passage, he says, um, and he says this after, remember, he says verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you, which is so profound. And the father loved Jesus enough to say no to him in the garden. Yeah. He loved him enough to actually answer with what was at the deepest 
part of Jesus's longings and desires. Mm. He will say no to you if it goes against your purpose. Mm -hmm. And your purpose is to live connected to the vine, connected to Jesus, reflecting him, worshiping him, giving him glory. So he's going to say no because he's going to say no to what is against who you really are. Yep. Right? And then later he says in verse 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Now, are we sometimes unwilling to hear what he's telling us? I mean, he's saying, I've made it known to you. Everything I've learned from the Father, I've made known to you. I will make known to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I hear it wrong because I'm still, I still have a condition of, of sin. I, mm-hmm. I've been rescued from it, but it's, I'm, it, we're in the now and not yet stage, mm-hmm. right? So he says, you're my friend. For everything that I learned from my Father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. That, again, is part of that God-given purpose, Mm -hmm. unique purpose as a follower of Jesus, unique purpose to go bear fruit, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Okay, again, he repeats that. But I think Mm -hmm. we have to understand that he's he's only going to give you what is best for you. But here's mm-hmm. the problem. I'm messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not always know what is best for me. Right. If I and I think I don't know who said said it this way, but if I knew what God knew, then I would pray differently, right? I, and so that's what our part of our journey of relationship mm-hmm. is to not just go, well, I can never know what God knows. Jesus says here, I make known to you so that's my journey. Mm-hmm. I would hope that, you know, you and Missy, how long did you guys, you guys dated for quite a while and mm-hmm. broke up a few times and did mm-hmm. some, yeah. Okay, so you knew, you, you, you know, how many years did you know each other before you got married? Four. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Eight, nine? Nine years? Okay. So you'd probably Okay. <laughs> well, well, four years when, before we started like dating. Four, and okay. Five years. Right. Okay. After even better. Like you were friends. Ish. Yeah, yeah. You've probably even maybe knew each other's families or met a sibling or somebody along the way, a parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you go, you get married, you come back from your honeymoon and you go, Well, I know everything I need to know about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've known each mm-hmm. other now nine years. So please don't tell me anything that I already know. <laughs> Yeah. No, you're on a journey right. for the rest of your marriage mm-hmm. to know more and more. Mm-hmm. Because part with, you know, you, you, neither one of you are God. So both of you are having to mind the other person to, to learn about them. Yeah. And then here's what they're having to do and what you're having to do for Missy. Missy wants to know you, mm-hmm. but guess what? You don't even fully know yourself. <laughs> so, so this is your journey together in relationship. So, I, you know, I don't have a perfect answer to the, you know, if he already knows what. Well, here's my perfect answer: if he already knows, why do I pray? Well, don't pray if your relationship with God is just transactional. Hmm. Don't, Hmm. don't waste your time. Interesting. But if your relationship with God is relational, then you want to pray. Mm -hmm. 
I don't have to tell you to pray. I don't tell you you have to pray because mm. you don't have to pray. The universe isn't going to fall off of its axis because Cheryl Fletcher stopped praying. <laughs> sure. So what does it mean to want to pray? And then I have one more verse, okay. and I'll stop preaching. But <laughs> this, I've shared this with so many people. I have read this verse. I have preached this verse. And I don't know why I missed this hmm. till huh. I mentioned I was um, on that at that place with a group of pastors and uh, Christian leaders where mm -hmm. I, we did the meditation on yep. God's love for us and all that kind of stuff. I think it was the same retreat-ish thing that we also looked at, um, might have been a different one, but we looked at this passage in Exodus where Moses, of course, you know, <laughs> comes off the mountain, all of his people are worshiping a little golden calf that they, you know, oh, we're worship God. Now they're dancing around a golden calf they made and idolatry and all that kind of stuff. And and sure. Moses is just done, right? Like he's just done. Like, take me out, Lord. I don't want to lead these people anymore. Anyway, but he comes together and he's like, God, I, I, I don't want to go if you're not going to go with us. And then it talks about Nexus 33, it talks about that. And it talks about that Moses would... Um, he says, now Moses used to take a tent, pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Hmm. And talks about that. But there's this little verse, verse 11. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Hmm. And here's the way I've always read that in my brain and the way I pictured it. And you guys probably already understood it right, but I did not. <laughs> I read it and saw it as me speaking to God as a friend. Mm -hmm. Like, go into your tent, speak to God. He's your friend. Jesus says he's my friend. But this says the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. God, like Jesus says, you are now my friend. God is saying, hey, Moses, my friend. I, again, I, I know that's subtle. I, I know it's like... But I have been sitting with that since April or May when I was encountered with this. I, do I hear the voice of God who he, uh, he sees me as his friend? Not just he's my friend. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Am I crazy? No. It's, no, it, it's, yeah. That, I, again, comes back to, oh, my gosh. The God of the universe calls mm -hmm. me friend. I know there's a song that has that line in it, mm -hmm. right? And it's what Jesus is my friend. There's like a really weird song that no, went on. There's a, no, 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 no. There's a worship. There's a worship song. He calls Probably. me friend. It's actually really deep and profound. But thank yeah. you for that. One. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. It's but, my job. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean that's what Jesus is saying. John 15. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I call you friend, mm -hmm. and that's what God was doing with Moses. Hey, Moses, my friend, mm -hmm. why would I not want to pray? Hmm. So, yeah. okay. okay Other got, questions? We've got time me. for one more. Yeah, okay. Um, this is more a wanting to know more about prayer. Mm -hmm. um, there's different kinds of prayer that we see in the Bible, mm -hmm. prayer that we ask for things, maybe prayer at times when people are lamenting mm -hmm. or mad at God. Mm -hmm. um, what What is prayer? Prayer aside from mm. 
asking for things, right, right, right. I think is the heart of this person's question. What yeah. other kinds of prayer are there? Uh-huh. How can we how can we look at prayer as you're saying, as this conversation or as this relationship builder, as opposed to as a transactional piece? Yeah, and I think that is where the Psalms are so helpful to us. Okay. Because what we would say, and we talked about this in our series on uh, this last spring, the emotion series, right? Mm-hmm. What did we call that series? My mind is blank right now. Okay. Yeah. The seasons. Seasons, seasons. Yeah. yeah. And the point of that was mm-hmm. the Psalms give us permission mm-hmm. to pray all of our emotions. Mm-hmm. But I would say, I would add to that, <laughs> the Psalms came about because people prayed their emotions and wrote them down and turned them into a prayer book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They didn't. They didn't see prayer as different drawers, and that's why even putting that series together was hard. Or putting together the like, here's a psalm that's focused on the season of springtime or the season mm-hmm. of winter. Mm-hmm. This is lament. This is despair. This is joy. This is what's hard. What was hard with that series was very few psalms. A few of them are purely psalms of lament. Mm-hmm. But many of them mm-hmm. include lament mm-hmm. and asking mm-hmm. and joy. So I would just say, again, if you can get yourself in a posture of friendship with God, mm-hmm. which requires conversation, there is no uh, there's no relationship without conversation. Um, Unless a person has an impediment or, or a, sure. a thing. But even then, I've had enough friends with with special needs kids, mm-hmm. not typical kids, who can't speak. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They find out how to, how to communicate, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so if you can look at your relationship with God as this – and prayer as conversation, as friendship, uh, then just show up. Mm-hmm. I think what's hard is that the scripture is filled with the word pray, prayer, praying, all over the Bible. And so our temptation is to just turn it into a religious activity. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we have to disrupt the language a little bit for ourselves is to maybe maybe the word prayer isn't helpful for you right now and you need mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to converse with God today. I'm going to meet with God in a as my friend, and I know He sees me as His friend. Maybe it's just that disruption, yeah. but we might be getting too technical. Mm-hmm. So, well, there's a lot of preconceived things when you say prayer, mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on your context mm-hmm. or background, right. or pray to us is different than pray to Catholics. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's yeah. a lot of different denominations sure. or. Sure. Whatever will approach that differently, but really appreciate all that, Cheryl. Yeah, um, thanks. If you have anything else, or if you want to plug anything that's coming up, well, I I have to keep to do it. I have to keep looking at that camera. Yep. <laughs> I gotta keep. I gotta plug our uh, spiritual formation retreat. Yeah. I know I gave a big plug for it mm-hmm. in um, the sermon, but mm-hmm. it truly is one of my favorite things we do because it's that opportunity as a church family for a number of reasons especially being a church mm-hmm. of one church many locations right. it's it's one i maybe the only event that we do as adults I and mean, we're going to do our 150 celebration this way this year mm-hmm. but where we are together mm-hmm. as every campus and it's so fun during the so meals fun. to just sit and look at you know 
like that person from Saratoga, getting to know that person from mm-hmm. San Mateo. I mm-hmm. remember talk, running into these two couples that were just chatting it up at last year's retreat, mm-hmm. two young couples. And I was like, oh, do you guys know each other? You go, no, they were from different campuses, just met on the retreat, but had some very common life mm-hmm. stuff going on. Sure. And somehow they just connected over that. So... Uh, that's what's so fun about the retreat. And again, our focus this year is on listening prayer. Last year, our focus Mm -hmm. was Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So this year, it's on listening prayer, which is really just about how do I enter into prayer in friendship with God, believing that He hears me and Mm -hmm. He speaks to me. Mm -hmm. And how do we do that and not get weird or misuse scripture or do stupid things and say you know god told me don't ever say that you know you don't know he he, you know i think i maybe i don't know you know how do we do that in community to help each other in that Mm -hmm. so and then our resources on the website on prayer i think they're a helpful little tool yeah Yeah. that prayer guide that we're going to use for this series um is already available yep Mm -hmm. and it is I was looking at it this morning. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's very guided for those that might mm-hmm. not be familiar or just those that want to try something different yep. for these four weeks. It's mm-hmm. a great resource. Yeah. 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 That we'll was the a link in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Menlo.church slash teach us how to pray. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, Cheryl, thanks so much for being here. Thank yeah. you guys. Love what you do. I have a quick shout out, actually. Oh, sure. I was at Menlo Park this weekend and I met a couple folks. They literally, people walk up to me and go, Jessica. And I'm like, Hey, do I know you? So I'm trying to train myself to yeah. like just immediately ask their name. So um, Sally Prelo, who mm-hmm. w- used to be on staff here, yeah. um, I met her husband actually, oh, Mark, and he's Mark, a listener. He's the best. And he talked a little bit about too. He loves like the um, getting to hear what things that you wanted to preach on, mm-hmm. or like things that you wanted to put in your sermon. <laughs> and and I was like, yeah, that's what. That's kind of how this podcast almost mm-hmm. started was, especially you, I know mm-hmm. you usually say like, oh, I wrote four <sighs> totally. sermons before I decided mm-hmm. what I actually wanted to preach on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that was cool. And then um, Otzi and Kat, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. it was either Andy or Andrew and Fielder, who Fielder. Uh, some of them are listeners. Mm-hmm. Fielder is somewhat new, but he said that he wants to check out the podcast. So if you're Great. listening. What's up, Fielder? Fielder is a chef at Camper over That's here in right. Menlo Park. You had said that. Whoa. And he also recommended to me a dish because I asked him which is, Ooh. I usually, I end up always just getting the burger or something. Okay. So My he burgers. he mentioned, that I said, what, what do you think the best thing at camper is Mm. so if you are in the menlo park area campers over on the corner here Mm -hmm. by the church in the menlo park campus uh and he said that he thinks they do their pastas really well which i don't tend to order those and he named a dish which i cannot even pronounce but i know i'll recognize it it, because it's like so that was not me speaking in tongues that was was me trying to form a prayer yeah Yeah. trying to repeat the uh that's a whole another series yeah Yeah. trying you know to repeat uh his recommendation but fielder chef yes chef order pasta yeah order pasta if you're at um camper so thanks for the tip it's fun to meet him he's from alabama yeah so if you see us on a campus definitely come say hi yeah if you have questions, text us at 650-600-0402. Also, yeah, just like you can obviously ask questions about this series, ask for prayer, or just ask us questions that you want to know about us yes. too. That'd be yeah. fun. Yep. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Text us if you need anything. Bye. See ya.